It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Ah, the band is back together again. Welcome in, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Scooter Dingus on the other side of the glass. Woohoo! It's like uh, Jerry and George back together again. <laughs> Only the second day I've seen you in the last two weeks. Uh, and I'm happy about that. <laughs> I'm not going to say I didn't miss you. <laughs> I'm certainly not going to say I missed you. Eminem Carter Chatline's open. It's Tuesday, August 8th. 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. We got a lot to talk about, man. Yeah, we do. After having not seen each other and not, not really being in contact. The Thornton's text line is open as well. 502-414-1450. Stop by Thornton's today, get your 32-ounce fountain drink, or if you don't like that much, you can get a smaller one. It's only 89 cents. I mean, that's in the cushions of your car. 89 cents. Um, with tax, it's probably 95 cents. 94. Is it 94? It is. All right, thank you. Uh, facts are optional here on the show, kind of <laughs> like they are with the Baltimore Orioles, but we'll get to that. 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. Your uh, other way to get in touch with the show. Uh, so Scooter and I played in the U of L media scramble. I uh, wanted to get your thoughts on air about uh, what kind of time you had. I, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was it was a fun time. I had never been out to Cardinal Club, so thank you for inviting me out there. Yep. It was it was a really good time. I was the course. Overall, as a whole, couldn't have been any better than I expected. I mean, it was that is tough, rough though. It, it is and tough not for us. Scramble, so it's no big deal. Yeah, it is. Tough, well, rough. if you were on my team, it was a big deal because we had to hit out the rough a lot. We actually made a joke at like yeah, hole. Tee it up over there. We made a joke at like hole thirteen or fourteen. We had a shot from the fairway, and we all we all messed it up. All four of our guys, and we made the joke that that's why because we hadn't hit out of the fairway all day. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, it was it was great. the The group I had was fun. the The food, the camaraderie, the drinks, the golf course, everything was yeah. just such well, a good they, time. They take care of us. They, they do. take care of us on that one day out of three hundred sixty five where they love us. Well, and you mentioned yesterday that I played, and I and Kenny Klein did as well. I was actually in a cart with Kenny Klein, so I got the fiscal side of it i was asking him all about like how much does it run and it, surprisingly a lot cheaper than i was i was thinking it well, was well it's the university's golf course right so, so they they that was the thing they save on all the monday tea it's a monday yeah. so it's it's probably most of the time closed or or very few groups go out on a monday mm-hmm. so uh it was great i think there was 14 or 15 teams yeah he said it was a smaller one so a lot year. of fun a lot of fun, but uh, glad you had a good time. I know Tony Burke had a great time as well. He will he will be in studio tomorrow, so uh, we'll talk about it. your team. Shot three over, three over. Yeah, you said Tony's did too. I, I don't think, think that's did. the case. Well, we'll ask him tomorrow. My team was even par. Now we were two over for a while. I played with Kent Spencer from uh, WHS eleven, uh, Louisville volleyball coach Danny Busboom Kelly. She how, was great. How was she? She's fun. She's a lot of fun. How was her game? Uh, I think it was. Normally better than she played last Monday. Okay, is that is that a nice way to? Yeah, say no, because I was I well? was asking Kenny how her game was, and he was like, "Oh, she can hit some really good shots, but she can hit some really bad ones." Too. And in my cart, the fourth member of my team, Bill Van Hoos, Rick's dad, Rick's dad, Channel Thirty Two news anchor Rick Van Hoos's father, who was eighty-seven years old. He was probably pretty good, right? 
he was okay. Yeah, I mean, he could straight and short. He's hitting from the sixty-five-year-old tees, and uh, it's right down the middle. Uh, obviously, out driving my sorry rear end. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you the other thing. I, I well, he he apologized ten times because I had to go get his ball all the time. Which I you mean, were he's eighty-seven. Which you were telling me you're accustomed to yes. someone else getting I'm your ball. Usually the guy <laughs> sitting in the car going, uh, "Yeah, do you mind getting picking that one up for me? I can't bend <laughs> over that far." But it was a good time. We shot even par. Uh, I think twelve or thirteen under one. We had a hole in one. Yeah, that not was our crazy. group, but one of the groups. Second had a hole year in, in a row, one. they said. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. And salsaritas after, which was mm. nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, we love Salsaritas here oh, at the yeah. Big Axe. In Absolutely. fact, I think we're going to be doing a show from Salsaritas with uh, the Ballard High School State Champion, two-time back-to-back state champion softball team, uh, and head coach Alan Jones coming up soon. <laughs> Still in the planning processes. That would explain why I don't know about but it. But I think we're going to do that as well. High school football is a week and a half away, Scooter. It is. I'm ready. Uh, a lot of soccer going on tonight in high school as the seasons around uh, Kentucky, at least, uh, open up tonight. I know St. X is playing manual in some soccer tonight. Um, I got a football game in 10 days. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's going to be hot. It is going to be hot. All right. Uh, talked about this a lot yesterday. Welcome to the show already in progress. Talked about this a lot yesterday. Realignment in college football. It is such it is giving me such a headache. Now, Same. I'm grumpy old man, and I'm trying not to be in this instance because, as we know, it's all about money. But the grumpy old man in me is going, what happened to tradition? What happened to the Civil War, Oregon against Oregon State? Bedlam. What happened to Washington versus Washington State? What's going to happen to Oklahoma State, Oklahoma? Right? Texas versus Texas Tech. These great college football, basketball, any other sport you want to throw in there, rivalry. And you know who's left out here? Stanford. Stanford has the greatest non-football athletic programs in the country. Mm -hmm. They always win the whatever it's called, Governor's Cup, ESPN, whatever it's called. Thanks to all the water sports. Because of polo, because of swimming. Diving. Uh, they're always great in track and field. Soccer, too. Soccer. I mean, men's and women's soccer, field hockey. They're, they're everywhere. Volleyball, obviously. But football, it's been a while for Stanford. It's been a, it's been a Jim Harbaugh minute since Stanford was really good. David Shaw was there for a long time, did a good job for a while. But, again, you get out-recruited by USC, UCLA, even Cal to some degree. Today we find out in this ongoing saga of what will happen next that Cal and Stanford are going to speak with the ACC. The Atlantic, think about this, the Atlantic Coast Conference whose westernmost team right now would be whom? Oh, man. Louisville? Oh, yeah, for sure. Louisville, the westernmost team. Yeah are talking to Stanford and Cal about joining the conference. Now, if you're going to do that, and look, the ACC is, they're in a bind here because if they don't, if they're not careful, they're going to be the next Pac-12. They're going to be the next shoe to fall. 
But if you're going to add Cal and Stanford, you add Oregon State and Washington State too. Mm-hmm. You take all four so that at least three games a year they're playing each other out there on the West Coast. I don't know what travels is going to be like for softball teams or, or swimming teams or track and field teams or baseball teams. I don't know what the travel is going to be like. Now, if you are in a super conference, a the Big Ten is going to have 18 next year. I'll say eventually they'll have 20. Wait, Washington and Oregon are joining for next year? I believe so. Really? I believe so. Right, I didn't know right it was away. that soon. Yeah. Okay. And Not this se- upcoming season. Right, 24. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the SEC, who's at 16 now. They're going to end up being at 20, mm-hmm. I believe. I believe whether it's Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, Virginia, Duke. Um, Duke would be sweet. Syracuse. I don't know. Throw some, throw some of these. And by the way, that's tearing apart the ACC. Tearing apart the ACC. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen. We don't know anything. Notre Dame's going to end up somewhere eventually. I know they're going to fight it. I know they want their independent status. There's going to come a point in time where the big-time super conferences look at Notre Dame and say, we're not going to play you. you got to join us or we're not going to play you. You can play Navy in Dublin, Ireland, and then you can play Army. Then you can play Air Force. Then you can play South Dakota State. Then you can play Boston College. We're not playing you anymore. That's going to happen at some point. The logical solution would be for Notre Dame to end up in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. But regionality means nothing anymore. If UCLA and USC are in the Big Ten, and Cal and Stanford are end up in the ACC, and West Virginia for the last several years has been in the Big 12, regionality means nothing. And it is difficult for me to get out of my head that school shouldn't be in that conference. It's hard, but you have to get stop thinking of it that way because it's about TV money. What kind of TV deal can you get from ESPN or Fox or NBC or any of these other entities that are getting involved? And the reason the Pac-12 is going under is because they could only get a deal with Apple TV streaming. They could not get an over-the-air deal with a mega company like Fox, like NBC, who, by the way, is taking over the Big Ten, I believe. Ohio State, Penn State might be the first game on the uh, the new NBC. No, they're going to CBS. uh, CBS, I'm sorry. I said NBC. SEC now is in in a locked-in marriage with ESPN for several years. The ACC... They're finally off the that regional sports network, thank God. I don't know where they landed, but they're off the RSN where you couldn't find the Louisville game twice a year in football and about three or four times a year in basketball. you got to find a TV deal. And when the Pac-12 couldn't do it and the commissioner comes to them and says, hey, guys, Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, they went, uh, Oregon and Washington quickly said, mm, we're out. We're gone. Also, these teams are going to – they ha- this, this league is going to have to become an actual league. They're going to have to go to the NFL model. I don't know how many teams are going to be in each conference. And when I say conference, I don't mean Big Ten SEC. I mean AFC, NFC type of conference. 
Maybe the Big Ten and the Big 12 are in the AFC, the SEC and the ACC are in the NFC. And then you got the Mountain West. Where do those teams end up? The four remaining members of the Pac-12, Notre Dame. Where do all these schools end up? But you're going to have to have a model like the NFL and a playoff like the NFL for it to work. Perhaps you'll have four six-team divisions in each conference, 24 teams in the AFC, 24 teams in the NFC, or something to that effect. More teams than the NFL has. I get that. Maybe you have three or four separate conferences, but you have to go to the NFL model. You're going to have to. You're going to have to play everybody in your own division of your conference. Remember last year we got rid of divisions, last couple of years. Mm-hmm. There are no more divisions. The ACC still has Coastal and Atlantic. The SEC doesn't have them. The Big Ten getting rid of them. Nobody cares about divisions anymore. Big Ten had to get rid of them because Ohio State and Michigan were the best two teams and they couldn't play for the Big Ten championship. Purdue would sneak in. Wisconsin would sneak in. Iowa would sneak in. By the way, speaking of the Big Ten, you were kind of right on their TV deal. Help me. It was between, so they're with CBS, Fox, and NBC. Okay. So I all saw, three of those, saw an NBC game. all three of those will rotate the Big Ten championship game. And by the way, college football is right around the corner. It is, yeah. Less than a month. Oh, God. But what and, happens, and, my thing here's is. Here's the thing. This year doesn't matter. Right. All of this stuff I'm talking about today, there's still a Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona, they're still in the Pac-12 this year. Texas, Oklahoma are still in the in the Big 12. But my thing is, is I'm not certain about the other deals like the SEC has and all that, but this Big 10 deal ends in the 29-30 season. So what happens at that point when they're looking for a new TV deal? Does does adding these extra teams help that deal or does it potentially hurt that deal, you know? So then, then what happens? Then we go back into scramble mode. You talk about the Big Ten. Yeah, they can't wait till that contract's over, because with now with UCLA, USC, Oregon, Washington, and whoever they add between now and twenty twenty nine, you said mm-hmm. it's going to be more money. Mm-hmm. I was surprised Oregon and Washington were immediately, basically ratified to join, because. There are teams out there like Northwestern, Illinois, Indiana, Rutgers, Maryland. They're splitting the pie. They don't want any more teams to split the pie with. Right. They're not bringing anything to the equation. No offense, Hoosier fans. But look, we want our 116th. We don't want 118th of the pie. And we certainly don't want Notre Dame to come in here. Well, or do we? Oregon's going to bring more money. Washington's not. Notre Dame would, but another school may not. How many is too many? And I said this yesterday, Scooter, mark my words, it's going to happen. I saw it actually on ESPN.com today. Who is the first conference that's going to be Grinch and squeeze somebody out? Vanderbilt, we don't need you anymore. Rutgers, thanks for playing. Iowa State in the Big 12, yeah, nobody wants to go to Ames anymore. And we don't want to share our booty with you. I'm by booty, I mean money. I got you. Because it's gonna happen. It might not happen for five years, but it's going to happen. That the powers that be, the big timers, the Ohio States, the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Michigans, 
the Notre Dames, when they get in a conference, are going to say, we don't want to play Rutgers every three years. You know what this reminds me of? And I, I said this on KRC, I believe it was last week, but – so we're getting to the point now with TV, and you know, you and I both know it, but everything is streaming. And eventually it seems like we're going to get back to a place where they're like, let's put all this stuff in one place. Oh, you mean like cable that we already had? It's going to be – I feel like I can see the same thing happening with all these conferences. We're, we're getting crazy now and trying all this new stuff, but eventually one day we're going to want to go back to how it was because it's what made the most sense. Here's what I hate. Here's what I'm going to hate. Right now – on a Saturday afternoon, I can sit on sit in my wonderful recliner, <laughs> which I will be taking a nap in later this afternoon. Come on. And turn on college football at noon and watch it till midnight, and I can flip around from game to game to game quickly. Uh-huh. Eventually, the game's going to pop up on the screen, and it's going to be Ohio State-Indiana, 999. You want to mm. watch it? I hope not. Well, yeah. I mean, I want to watch part of it, right? I want to see what happens in the first quarter, and then maybe switch to another game. Maybe I want to switch over to. Let me look at the schedule for the for the first week. Maybe I want to switch over and watch South Florida and Western Kentucky. Hey, you're lucky that one's free. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to watch that for a little while. Oh, Boise State and Washington. That sounds good. That's going to be on ABC on the first week of the season. No, no, not anymore. It's nine ninety nine. Every game is going to be pay per view. I hope you're wrong. I hope I'm wrong, too. And I think the consumer would revolt. I think Joe Public would say, I don't need college football. I don't. But what's to stop Alabama, Georgia? First of all, the NCAA has no power at all. If you sign a contract with these networks, then you're bound by that. But at what point does Notre Dame – look at Notre Dame, for example. They have a – Contract with NBC. Exclusive home games, all their home games on NBC and Peacock, by the way. By the way, some of them just on Peacock now. Have you noticed that? Mm -mm. Yeah, they have one that was just on Peacock Premium. So if you wanted to watch it, you got to buy Peacock Premium for at least one month. I know it seems cheap, but it's the tip of the iceberg. What's to stop Notre Dame from saying, hey, yeah, we're going to – we're going to play Navy and Army and Air Force and Boston College and whoever else. We're going to play Stanford and Cal now. They got nobody to play. And if you want to watch Notre Dame football, it's $10 a game. There's really nothing to stop them from doing that when their NBC contract runs out, which is very soon, by the way. By the way, uh, CBS has Ohio State, Indiana, first game, 330. Uh, what, what I looked it up yesterday, 27 and a half. Oh, it hasn't moved. Well, I told you months ago, slam that twenty seven. But nobody's betting it yet, unless you are. I have not yet, but I will. You're not betting against your Hoosiers, absolutely. I got to take a break on that. (laughs) That's just sacrilegious. (laughs) Bats are hot; they're back in action tonight. We'll get to that. The Reds broke their losing streak last night, and what in the world are the Baltimore Orioles doing? You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. 
Eminem Carriage Hotline's open, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. You can hit me up also on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Texter reminds me, or educates me, I should say, ACC doesn't have divisions anymore. Yeah, I thought that, but uh, I like calling them the coastal in the Atlantic. <laughs> because Louisville's in a good spot here. Louisville this year doesn't play Clemson, North Carolina, or Florida State. It's we nice. we discussed that this morning in regards to Louisville. How must how much must they be hating this due to the fact that they're arguably in their best conference spot landing spots they've been in maybe their they history. They should call. They should have been on the phone before we went to the golf course last week with the Big Twelve. I mean, we'll we'll come. <laughs> we'll 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 get out of this uh, now. Look, the ACC's got a pretty solid buyout fee to get out of the conference, out of the uh, rights fees mm-hmm. situation with the with the TV contract. Uh, but you know what? If you want out, anybody can get out. Everybody's kind of proven that the last several weeks, several years actually. If you want out, you can get out. Um, Florida State and the Saudis. I think it's a great matchup. Florida State starts the new Live College Football Conference. Right? Live College Football. All right, some news and notes here. (laughs) Come visit me at the liquor store tonight. I'll be at Our Place Liquors. Uh, Mega Millions is $1.55 billion and counting. I can't believe it didn't go out Friday night. You're going to sell a lot of lottery tickets. I know. My lottery finger. I got to do some exercise. That's why. This is why I'm taking a nap when I get home. Because <laughs> I got to go out there and for a few hours and sell lottery tickets tonight. It's it's a lottery store that that sells liquor now. It's not a liquor store that sells lottery tickets. One point five five billion. Scoots, what are you doing with that kind of money? Uh, you let, told me you don't want to win that kind of money. I, I wouldn't want that much, no. But I mean, a nice little chunk of change where I could quit working for a couple. So you of want years me to win great. it? So that I throw some a little, you know. Yeah, I mean, light. it doesn't have to be much. Oh, don't worry, it wouldn't be. <laughs> I watched episode one of episode one of season two of Winning Time last night. Have you watched this? Do you have HBO? I have not seen it. Uh, have you seen the first season? No. Eh, Tony will talk to me about it tomorrow. It was glorious. Um, the best part was when Paul Westhead, played by Jason Siegel. Told uh, Pat Riley he should try moose in his hair. Yeah, a little. I don't think that really happened. They take a lot of liberties in this show. Uh, they talk to the camera a lot. It's it's sort of an office kind of comedy mm. when you get down to it. But it's also HBO, so there's cursing, there's nudity, a lot of f bombs. You know, it's the Lakers and the Celtics rivalry. And yeah, I'd, I'd heard it. it I it's, just... it's sort of campy, but I can't not watch it. It's entertaining. Hadn't checked it out yet. I did finish quarterback, though. Uh, it was great, wasn't it? It was great. It yeah. was great. And I, I like Kirk Cousins more than I liked him before. Same. And he still had the best wife. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any question. Not even close. That he had the best wife. Although Mary Alda's wife was nice. Number three on my list was uh, Mrs. Mahomes. Jeez. <laughs> a lot of she energy. She is a handful. <laughs> Uh, Teddy Bridgewater signed with the Detroit Lions. He's back with uh, his former uh, coach, Dan Campbell, uh, who uh, was one of his coordinators at one time. I think back with his original team, Minnesota, 
But he is now going to be the backup to Jared Goff on the Detroit Lions. So good for Teddy Bridgewater. I'm glad he found a landing space. Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline. Say hello to David. Welcome back, David. Yeah, welcome, John. Um, the one thing I guess we was talking about uh, a while back, a, a few minutes ago on this uh, conference expansion, I know on the television it's like I was hearing something about the, I think it's the network called CW taking some ACC games. I don't know. Did you hear anything about that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. And the CW is not awful if you're a Louisville fan. Because, no, they're not. Because we have it. It's a lot better yes. than RSN, the regional sports network that the ACC was uh, locked into last year because you would have certain games that, in, in certain formats. Like I, had direct, I have direct TV. I couldn't okay. get, I couldn't get the Louisville games last year, a couple of them. Now luckily, mm-hmm. luckily I was at both those games that I couldn't get, but if I had yeah. wanted to watch them on TV, I, what I like to do when I go to a game, I like to tape it on TV in case there's anything I have a question about, I can go back and watch it when I get home. Oh, it's not so you can look for yourself when you rewatch it? No. Oh. Scooter, I'm on the 5th floor in the press box. I, I <laughs> I'm not going to see myself. You're you're an idiot. But but I still have to wonder about, uh, is it the, uh, like I said, Washington State and Oregon State, you know, we, like I said, that, they, that really puts them in a, in, in a huge bind, though, right? Absolutely. If you get Cal and Stanford in the all, ACC. All four of those teams are in a bind right now. All four of those teams are looking right. for a landing spot. And it would not surprise me, as silly as this may sound, if those mm-hmm. four teams ended up in the Mountain West Conference with San Diego State, UNLV, Boise State, Colorado State, teams like that. Because that would the, be a great fit, though. You'd think about it, right? It would imp- keep it would improve, out that way. It would improve the Mountain yes. West. It would give cachet to the Mountain West. And the, the Pac-12 leadership is not there. The Mountain West leadership is set in place, doing a great job. I mean, Boise State, think about that. San Diego State was ready San to Diego go State, to the, the Pac-12. final game. The San final game of, yes, the, of the NCAA, San Diego State, that was great for them. They wanted to go to and the San Diego Pac-12 State came they, to the Yum Center. Outer, uh, they, they got out of that deal. They said, no, we don't want to go to the Pac-12. It's a train wreck. And the Mountain West is set up, really, if those four schools were to be added to the Mountain West, the Mountain West could kind of say, hey, we're the fifth best conference now. Yeah, and you look at the Power Five Conference and – when you look at college football playoff expansion, you've got something set that you can, you know, if you get a real good, you know, you know, real good year out of one of those schools, you don't know how this yeah. expanded college football playoff could, could work, right? It's a 12-team playoff. Right now, this yeah. coming year, right now, now mm-hmm. I, know, I know Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon, Washington are still going to play, and UCLA and USA still going to play in the Pac-12 this year. But how about a year from okay. now? Okay. How about a year from now? You got a four-team Pac-12 conference: Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State. One of them's getting in the playoff. According oh, to for the, sure, yeah. According to the current rules, one of those teams is getting in the playoffs. Now, it's not going to happen. Things are going to change between now and then. But if this all took effect this year, it's a four-team conference. Somebody's going to get into the playoff. It's crazy. All this, and I still have to wonder about Florida State. What are they looking for? What's Florida, Florida State, State really is, looking for? Because what's everybody looking for, David? Money. Uh, more They're money, money more money. recognition, more you know. Arizona, something. Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah go to the Big Twelve. Why? More money. Right. UCLA, yeah. USC, money. Oregon, Washington, Big Ten. More money. 
Texas, Oklahoma to the SEC, well, at least as much money, more prestige. Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, Virginia, you can throw Duke in there. You can throw NC State in there if you want. You can throw Miami in there. Uh, these teams are going to want to go to a conference that where they can make more money. It's that simple. And if the yeah, SEC and you think about what TV package doesn't improve, then they're going to say, "Hey, look, we're going to go somewhere where CBS, NBC, Fox, ESPN is going to pay us." what we think we deserve to be paid. Yeah, and you have to wonder where, where you know, where does Louisville, with, like I said, Jeff Brom came home for, and he thought, you know, ACC, right, that he could, you know, he could keep this ACC, you know, or at least the, the understanding, right, that Louisville would, I think they'll, you know, still have a strong ACC that he could, he could work with, right? Look, if the ACC in the next few years folds, God forbid, Ugh. but if it does, I think Louisville it will land somewhere and be okay. There are teams yeah. in that conference, kind of like the Pac-12. I don't know if Oregon State's going to be okay. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know if Boston College would be okay if the uh, ACC folded. I don't know if where. Uh, give me somebody else. Syracuse, where are they going to land? Syracuse, oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh, where, where's Pitt going to land? Uh, mm. Wake Forest? Where do Wake they, Forest, where do they yeah. end up? Yeah, yeah. And keep in mind, this is not about basketball. This is Virginia all about Tech. football. Virginia Tech. Where yeah. do they go? So Louisville, Virginia Tech. Yep. In my opinion, mm. Louisville's above at least most of those teams. Well, I think in for sure this order. year, in this the, year for sure, yeah, with Jeff Brom and all the recruiting that he's brought and players that he got to stay from, you know, when Scott Satterfield left from, it's be a and fun went to go to Cincinnati. It's going to be a fun year. Because oh, yeah, it will be, yes. Even mm-hmm. though you don't play Clemson or Florida State, you do have Notre Dame coming to town, you do go to Pitt, you do yeah. go to uh, Miami to play in uh, NFL stadiums, you're playing up at the Lucas Oil Stadium against Indiana, you're playing in the Mercedes-Benz Dome against Georgia Tech. It's going to be a fun year for Louisville and Jeff Brom if they can just win the games they're supposed to win. Win some games, yep, that's what I'm saying. Really win those games, too, That they because they got like um, – the home schedule is bigger than the road schedule. Am yeah. I correct on that? Uh, I'd have yeah. to look it up, but, yeah, I think they you have – You win all your home, home games yeah. this year. That's a that's a, that's a yeah, and, big, you know – And they got Kentucky step. at home to finish the season, too. So, thank you, Okay. Dave. I appreciate the call. Yes. Man. And here's – well, I don't know. I think Louisville, by the way, Cincinnati, Scott Satterfield, they're picked 13th in the Big 12. Did you see that? I did. The only team picked below them, West Virginia. Yikes. That's ugly. Um, and that's with Houston coming in, Cincinnati, BYU coming in, Central Florida coming in, and uh, they're, they're picked 13th. Out of the four new entries this year, they're picked as the worst team. Remember they were in the playoffs mm-hmm. two years ago? Yeah, because uh, ref screwed Indiana. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, all right, Baltimore Orioles. That's a great segue, right? It hey, is. the Baltimore. Yeah. Hey, how about those Orioles? They're in first place. They are um, doing unbelievable things. The Orioles are 70 and 42. They got a three game lead over the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays, if you remember, started 13 and 0. The Orioles have been to three playoffs in the last 21 years. Three. 
and there are more playoff teams now, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta get to the playoffs. Now they're in the toughest division every year. Yankees, Red Sox, the Rays are always good. The Blue Jays are usually good. So they are in the toughest division, the American League East. Things are going great, right? We're 28, 25 at the time, 28 games over 500 now. And what do we do? We suspend our television play-by-play guy. His name is Kevin Brown. Now, as soon as you hear, Scooter, that a play-by-play, professional play-by-play announcer got suspended, what's your first thought? Uh, Racial slur. What did he say? Exactly. Did he curse? Did he do a Tom Brenneman? Did he say something against uh, another lifestyle, if you know what I'm saying? Did he make a racial remark? What did he do wrong? Let's listen to, and how long is this? Is this uh, it's about a minute. Okay. Let's listen to what Kevin Brown said that made Oriole owner John Angelos suspend him. Oh, of course it wants or to Or we freeze. won't listen to it. I have it ready. Okay. Just decides it wants to buffer real quick. And three, two, one. I, I gave it a oh shot. Oh, my gosh. Tell me when it's really ready. Okay. See what he does to me, folks? <laughs> First day back, 14 days apart, this is what happened. Let me, let me refresh. Right. He basically said we For have. the Orioles, Brandon Ida has felt right. like this has been maybe the toughest ballpark to play in, but the Orioles have a chance to do something special today. They've already clinched at least a split in the series, winning two of the first three, and they could pick up a series win behind Tyler Wells today. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 25th, 2017, the last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Already got three and two of the chop this year after winning three of 18. The previous three years combined. It is a stark difference, Ben, and it is not a bad Rays team. It's not like all of a sudden the Rays uh, became All right, that's good. There you go. Somebody find the slur there for me. Somebody find the foul language. What did he say other than statistical facts? The Rays have our number at Tropicana Field. They are we are 3 and 18 in the last 21 series at Tropicana Field. We haven't won a series since 2017 when Brad Brock now a member of the broadcast crew, won the, the uh, rubber game of that series. Those are all facts. By the way, when he was talking, there was a graphic on the screen mm-hmm. that Kevin Brown didn't put together. Right? A producer put that together. Here are the numbers. The Baltimore Orioles, he is pointing out, in my opinion, should be celebrated for what they're doing now. And just for an example of why we should be celebrated, look how bad it was just in the last several years. For some reason, John Angelos, the owner of the Orioles, took offense. Thought, I guess Kevin Brown was bad-mouthing his team. Did you not know that your team was terrible for several years there? Guess he didn't want it rehashed. Is this... In any way, a suspendable offense. 
Absolutely not. Because if it is, I'm going to go on the radio when St. X plays Trinity, and I'm going to say Trinity's won 15 of the last 20 meetings or better, something to that effect. Bet, I don't know if that number's correct. You better not, John. If you I do, not. is St. X going to suspend me? Yeah, you, you're risking it. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Uh, the Tigers <laughs> lost to Mail in the playoffs last year, a team they had beaten in the regular season and should not have lost to in the playoffs. Am I suspended? Yep. Everybody knows that's true. Seems very thin-skinned, huh? A very thin-skinned. Now, I haven't seen anything this morning. I'm going to assume. Now, I will say this. I watch a lot of baseball. You know that, Scooter. Mm-hmm. I got the extra innings package. I watched a lot of baseball last night. And to a man, almost every broadcast I turned on, Gary Cohen of the New York Mets, Dave O'Brien of the uh, um, Boston Red Sox, and I could go on and on. Talked about how ridiculous this was. Gary Cohen of the Mets actually said, somebody needs to tell John Angelos there's 29 other teams out there that would love to have Kevin Brown on their broadcast. Oh, yeah. This guy's young and he's good. He works with Jim Palmer a lot, Ben McDonald a lot on the Orioles broadcast. It it just, I kept watching it on Twitter uh, yesterday going, I'm trying to find where he said something wrong here. He didn't. It's Baltimore Oreo fans should be outraged with their owner right now. Now, the problem is they just want to celebrate their team. Their team is doing great things, not good things. Their team is doing great things. They are favorites to win the American League East, which includes... Four teams, at least three teams, they were supposed to not beat out this year. The Yankees, the Blue Jays, and the Rays. Baltimore's in action tonight at home. Houston comes to town, by the way. So a really good series getting ready to start tonight, 7.05. By the way, if you want to watch, TBS. You're not going to get the Baltimore announcer that way. <laughs> You're not going to get the Houston announcer. You're not going to get the Baltimore broadcaster either way. You're probably going to get Brian Anderson, who's really good. Mm -hmm. Do do they talk about it? They have to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What do they say? And if I'm an Oriole fan and I'm in the stands tonight, any chance I get to boo the owner, I'm taking it. I I expect to see signs in in the stands tonight if the owner allows them to get into the ballpark. That's something that he he may not do. I've learned this about people with a lot of money over the years. They don't like to apologize. They don't apologize. Because A, they're not sorry. And B, they don't think what they did was wrong. They don't think what they did was wrong. Now, this does this is a generalization. This is not every rich person. But for the most part, A guy like John Angelos, who owns a Major League Baseball team, is not going to apologize. He's not going to say he was wrong. And he was dead. I am way late for a break, aren't I? Mm -hmm. He's dead wrong here. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't have anything to do with on-field performances. So does he really care? Well, it's got to do with uh, his his play-by-play guy not being able to tell the audience 
about his team's on-field performance over the last 15 years. It's nothing that the Baltimore Oriole fan didn't already know. And he didn't say, man, we stink when we go to Tampa Bay. Well, and the best part about it is that I think you brought up is they had the graphic on the TV. So yeah. it was obviously something that he was prompted he to talk about. So why, why is the producer that put the graphic up uh, or whoever made it, why are they not suspended? Now, if there's something else behind this that they're trying to keep out of the public eye, uh, you know, maybe you give them a little bit of a break and say, this is not really why he's suspended. He did something else, and they just don't want to make it public because maybe they do like how good this guy is as a play-by-play announcer. They, by the way, 27 years ago, they pushed out John Miller. John Miller was one of the great young play-by-play guys. He ended up at ESPN doing Sunday Night Baseball. He ended up uh, with the San Francisco Giants. Still is with the Giants, I think. But they did the same thing to him, same ownership, 27 years ago. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> I got riled up yesterday about – Conference realignment. Now I'm getting riled up today. That ain't good. Reds won. Let's talk some positives after the break. Woo-hoo! Beers on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Axe. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Carnage. John Spears in studio. Final short segment on this Tuesday. Thorne's text line still open, 414-1450. Texter says the only thing is that this pay-per-view thing per game, uh, Texas tried it with their own platform. That's true. Long they did, and it kind of worked because the pay-per-view games were Texas versus um, you know, Idaho State. Texas versus Oklahoma was still on major. I'm worried that the big games are going to be pay-per-view. Now, look, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Um, but I do worry about it. I do. I worry about dumb things. But I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> granted, I worry about really stupid things. But there you go. Um. Jonathan Taylor, this just in, has left the Colts to rehab his ankle. I don't know what's wrong with his ankle. I think there's something wrong with his, with his wallet. And Jim Irsay and he do not get along all of a sudden. You know uh, what I saw yesterday? It's be a long year for the Colts. You know what I saw yesterday? It's going to make everybody sick. So Jonathan Taylor is still on his rookie contract. So oh, it would God. be really, really cheap for him out. to go be the thunder to Isaiah Pacheco's lightning. In Kansas City. Just saying. Well, he can't just leave. He's under contract. And Jim Irsay says we have no plans to trade him. I, I bet know he, those things change, but that's I'm, where it stands right now. I'm thinking he's not on the Colts this year. I'm thinking he won't be playing. He might be on the uh he won't be on the game day roster. He might be on the you know injured list mm-hmm. for the whole year, pup. like Le'Veon Bell was that one season. The old pup list. Uh, did you see Aaron Boone snap last night? Oh, my gosh. How funny was that? Glorious. How freaking funny. It was glorious. Laz Diaz, the home plate umpire, and he does the hee-haw <laughs> strike three, you know, where you, you pull the arrow back. And Aaron Boone did not like the call in the ninth inning of a 5-1 loss. Which it was a great call. It was, it was a strike. It was a strike. But he had missed some earlier, as all umpires do. 
And Aaron Boone came out and <laughs> did the Laz Diaz to Laz Diaz. Laz Diaz was almost laughing. He was almost laughing like, are you really doing this? Aaron Boone, first of all, I don't know if he's in New York next season. That's his sixth ejection this season. He Well, he got – League leading. He, I think the Yankees actually sat him down for a couple of games after one saying, hey, you got to stop doing this. Uh, but it, if you haven't seen it, YouTube that baby because it is it's funny. very funny. The way he leans back and does the strike call, gosh, had me in tears. After the Cleveland White Sox fight the other night, Tim Anderson got a six-game suspension. Jose Ramirez, who decked Tim Anderson, got a three-game suspension. Hey, I won the fight, so I get fewer games suspended, right? Yep. He felt, he went down like a wet That man. was awesome. That was my favorite fight in baseball history the, the new uh granted i wasn't a i glass, wasn't a glass jaw anderson yeah there you go because it didn't look like a lot i wasn't around for the nolan ryan one so if i was that that, was that would be probably my favorite one but this was my favorite it one. was one day after the anniversary date of the nolan Ryan. oh was it robin ventura fight. okay uh but anderson and ramirez have both appealed their suspensions they played last night here's something i didn't know both managers got ejected as well and suspended Managers are not allowed to um, contest their suspensions. Hmm. It's just automatic. I guess there's no union involved here. They have an umpire's union. But I think Major League Baseball just says, nah, we're the ones suspending you. We're going to have your hearing if you appeal it. We're going to keep the suspension in. We, we And they only got, I think they got a game apiece. Uh, but Anderson played last night. Why the should White they Sox get suspended? Because they couldn't have play. control over their team? Here's was my favorite was the umpire that got out of the way and let him Oh, fight. that was great. That's he, why it was my favorite fight ever, because you never middle, see that. Tim Anderson dropped his glove and put up his dukes, and the umpire went, I'm out. Yeah. I'm gone. Backing away from this. Never, ever see that. It looked like a hockey fight. It hey, did. It was awesome. we fight until somebody goes to the ground. It made me wish they did that all the time in baseball. It was fantastic. It was. Reds beat the uh, Marlins last night 5-2. to two. That breaks a six-game losing streak. Big the Cubs win. get demolished, so the Reds are – now, back in second place alone, a game and a half behind Milwaukee. Milwaukee thumped Colorado last night. The Angels lost their seventh straight. San Francisco beat Los Angeles 8-3. to The Angels are done. Shohei should just shut it down. Mm-hmm. Say, you know what? My foot hurts. My pride hurts. My head hurts. Whatever. Just shut it down. Uh, Dodgers trailed 5 nothing to San Diego yesterday afternoon. Came back and beat the Padres 13-7. They took three out of four from San Diego Biggest disappointment this year, San Diego, New York Yankees. I don't know who else I can throw in there. I would say San Diego. Philadelphia Phillies, they were in the the World Series last year. I'd say you have to go with San Diego just because they've remained relatively healthy. New York Mets. They've got the more talent. Yankees, whereas Yankees lost Judge, and that's a big part of their offense. Highest payroll in baseball, New York Mets. Second highest, San Diego Padres. They've been disappointing, too. Neither one's going to make the playoff. Uh, They destroyed the Cubs last night. That's all that matters. Baby! (laughs) That dead air is me staring a hole through you. (laughs) Pete Alonso, two homers for the Mets last night in the uh, big win over Chicago. It rained. I was watching games last night. It rained everywhere. Did it? Everywhere. There was a lot of storms last night. Pouring down rain. Uh, at the game. Miami and Cincinnati, game two of the series tonight, 640. Braxton Garrett for the Marlins. He's pretty good. Luke Weaver for the Reds. He is not, not very pretty good. good. <laughs> Bats at St. Paul tonight to try to continue. They got a six-game win streak on the road. Nick Kern brings you the action. 807 first pitch right here on the Big X. 
735 pregame. Tony Burke joins me in studio tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. I heard it on the X.